And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Thursday. Casey Jisclair here. We've got a fun show coming your way. Um, we've got breaking news. Uh, <laughs> very good news for LSU fans. Breaking news hot off of the presses just released right now. No more than a couple minutes ago. The LSU women's basketball team has just secured a commitment from the number one player in the transfer portal. Haley Van Lith is a lady tiger. Uh, to all y'all around the country, uh, may God bless you. Uh, you're gonna need some. You're gonna need some good fortunes to beat LSU next season. Number one recruiting class in the country. Return Angel Reese. Return several key pieces. Go ahead and just yeah. Let's just go ahead and slide in here and get the number one transfer player in the country to go with the number one recruiting class in the country. Like I'm sensing a theme here. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. They're getting the best of everything. They get an unbelievable standout player from Louisville. <clears throat> God bless you all. It's going to be tough for you all to hang with them Lady Tigers in the future. LSU gets a big, big piece uh, to add to their roster going forward. But here locally, we've got a fun show coming your way. I want to thank our sponsors, the Blue Boot Foundation, Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, located on Highway 3235 and Cutoff. And Dufresne Building Materials, experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations to serve you. Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. So we thank them all for the support. In the next segment of the show, we're going to go Excuse me, go to Jeremy DePlantis, the softball coach at Vanderbilt Catholic. His team is going to Sulphur, competing for the state championship. That semifinal matchup will be tomorrow. So the Terriers are going to be competing two wins away from winning it all. We'll have their head softball coach on in the next segment of the show. <clears throat> At noon, we've got Joe Tutong. His uh, Covenant Christian team is uh, competing in the opening round of the playoffs today out in Homa. We'll have Joe on to talk about that matchup. And then at the bottom of the uh, call-in segments at 12-15, we've got Kyle Lasang um, with E.D. White. And, and, you know, they're getting ready for spring and everything of the sort. Um, sorry, I had to read an email real quick. Uh, yeah, I, I got an email about something pertaining to today's show, and I was making sure it wasn't a coach that was uh, canceling on us, and it was not. But anyway, Kyle is saying at 12-15 will be joining us to talk about spring football and everything happening over at E.D. White. Then at the bottom of the show, we'll get to our uh, mailbag. <clears throat> we got some questions and different things that we get, got to get answered, and we'll get to all of that uh, in the lunchtime hour of the show. But today we want to send some attaboys and some congratulations to Homa Christian School. Their season ended last night. Um St. Charles Catholic got an 11 to nothing win over Homa Christian, ending their season, punching a ticket to the quarterfinals round in Division Three Select, and ending Homa Christian's ride a um, couple series short of Sulphur. Homa Christian School is young. They were very competitive. They were very um, skilled for as young as they were. And <clears throat> they've got a really good coach. Butch is doing an excellent job out there. And I'm telling you now, I don't know what the future holds, uh, you know, I'm not a fortune teller. I don't know how things are going to go exactly going forward, but I could tell you Homa Christian is going to be a player in this thing for the next couple of years because they've got some really gifted kids. They've got some kids who I understand who are going to be difference makers who were sitting out this past year via, you know, transfer rules or whatever it may be. 
<clears throat> and they're going to be in position. There's no doubt that they're going to be in position going forward. So kudos to them for a good first start, kind of setting that bar, setting that tone of, hey, every year we're going to contend for the playoffs. Every year we're going to compete for district championships, all the different groundwork that they laid, and their, their ride comes to an end last night against St. Charles, who moves on. They'll take on the winner between University Lab and St. Thomas Aquinas. Now, today we've also got some big matchups around the area. In Division Two Select, we've got Vanderbilt, who will be taking on the Willow School. That's a big matchup there as the Terriers will be taking on the Willow School. Game one of that series begins today at 6 o'clock over at Vanderbilt Catholic. Then we've also got in Division Four Select, and maybe a game of just slightly more importance, not you know, because we don't like Vanderbilt or not, not anything to have anything to do with any of that. But a game that's probably a little more important today is Covenant Christian taking on Ascension Christian in Division Four Select. Now, why is that game maybe more important? Because that Vanderbilt game is game one of a best of three. Whoever loses that game still has tomorrow. <clears throat> but that CCA and Ascension Christian game is a single elimination win or go home game. So Covenant Christian today at 6.30 over at Southland Field will be competing for their playoff lives today against Ascension Christian. So we'll be following both games and wishing both of our local teams well. Um, Vanderbilt probably pretty heavily favored in their game. CCA and Ascension Christian probably more of a toss-up. So we'll be following both of those games and wishing our local teams well. Last night in Division Four Select, we had one local team go out, unfortunately. Central Catholic of Morgan City travels to take on Catholic of Point Capie, and it's Catholic of Point Capie who gets an 8-1 to win over Central Catholic last night punching their ticket forward into the next round. So Central Catholic season ends. Catholic of Point Capi will await the winner between Opelousas Catholic and St. Frederick. <clears throat> Our guy G. Cassard and his team, they begin their playoff journey today at 6 o'clock, taking on St. John. Ascension Catholic's the number two seed. They'll be taking on a St. John team that beat Hanson Memorial in the opening round. A lot of local teams played St. John this year, and <clears throat> they were um, kind of a tough out at times. So, Kind of a scary matchup for an Ascension Catholic team that, remember, last year got into the playoffs as, like, the number one seed or whatever and then, like, lost in the opening round. So they're trying to not have that happen again. And in a single elimination bracket, boy, you better show up ready to go right out of the gate or you're going to be going home. So we'll be following those games. We'll be following tomorrow um, the softball matchups. We've got Vanderbilt Catholic. Competing for a state championship in Division Two Select, Vanderbilt will be taking on Academy of Our Lady. That game will be at noon tomorrow out at Sulphur, so the Terriers will be competing to try to win the championship at noon tomorrow. <clears throat> then we've also got Homa Christian School, who in Division Three Select will be playing at 5 o'clock tomorrow against Calvary Baptist, so both of those teams will be vying for the championship. Both of those teams are two wins away from the championship, and we wish them both nothing but the best of luck. Uh, man, there's so much good softball in Homa, man. And, and Vanderbilt, a lot of people don't realize this, right, because it's been a little while since they won one. Um, but Vanderbilt's got more state championships in softball than anybody in Louisiana. Like, they've got more championships than any other team in the entire state. Uh, so that that's a big accomplishment. That's something that they've done an excellent job of building. And it kind of slipped a little bit in recent years, but I know that they're hungry to try to get it back to that level. So we'll be very anxious to see if the Terriers could punch that ticket forward and make that happen. And look, in the next segment of the show, we'll be talking to their coach, Coach Jeremy DePlantis, who is a big part 
of why that program has been seeing a resurgence. He and his staff do an excellent job. You know, I, I filmed a couple of their games earlier in the season sitting in the visiting dugout. <clears throat> so by doing that, of course, I was able to, you know, see that they had good talent and, you know, see that they were, you know, playing hard and competing or whatever. But it wasn't until I sat in the home dugout in their quarterfinal game that I really got a full respect for the way that they run things there. Coach DePlantis does a good job, you know, his pitching coach, and you know, they work hard, they're charting things. And the most important thing to me, and I mean this as a like as the most sincere compliment that I could give, in their last game against <clears throat> against Haynes Academy, I'm out there filming, <clears throat> and they give up a grand slam home run. And look, you could go back and you could actually hear this on the video that I made over on Bayou Sports. I made a little highlight video. You could hear it. They give up a grand slam home run and fall behind five to three. And in the video, before the young lady who hits the home run even touches home plate, you could hear one of the assistant coaches for Vanderbilt screaming into the video, not into the video, but just into the dugout and just have to be caught in the video. Seven innings, girls. Seven inning game. Let's go. Seven innings, girls. So even at the lowest moment of maybe their season, right, where they fall behind in a playoff game and everything's looking like it's coming to a crashing halt, their brain trust had the maturity and the mindset to say, hey, it's not over. Let's keep competing. Let's go. There's still plenty of game left. And sure enough, they ended up coming back and winning. So we'll have Coach DePlantis on in the next segment of the show to kind of give us a rundown of the secret sauce over there at Vanderbilt. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going over to the Terriers as they are less than 24 hours or right at 24 hours away from playing in Sulphur. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun. 102.7 FM. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. 
Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems, power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. to play-by-play here on KLEB. Casey Jiskler here. We make a road trip out to what I understand is the Lafayette area right now because the Vanderbilt Terriers are on their way to Sulphur, and we have their head softball coach, Coach Jeremy DePlantis, on the line now. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you guys doing today? Good morning. We're doing great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. Happy to have you on. You guys are about 24 hours exactly away from competing in the state semifinals trying to get a big victory and continue your journey against Academy of Our Lady. Man, I'm sure the girls must be excited, bro. You guys are one day away from taking that field in Sulphur and trying to continue your story. 
correct. Yeah, we're uh, really excited. We had a good week of practice, and uh, we're trying to make our way up there to uh, practice at 3 o'clock on one of the church fields nearby. So super stoked, but uh, also staying focused. I mentioned this in the last segment of the show. I gave your team a very nice compliment, man. I said, you know, hey, look, I filmed a couple of your games sitting in the visiting dugout, and it was noticeable that you guys had some talent, right? But you didn't fully appreciate it until I sat in the home dugout for the last game because, man, your coaching staff was super positive. You could tell the hard work. I mean, your pitching coach is always working, and they're charting things. You guys got a great staff. And the thing that I said in the last segment, and I meant this, after they hit the Grand Slam home run, you could actually hear it on the Bayou Sports video. Your coaching staff immediately says, hey, seven innings, like, hey, shake it off, seven innings, let's go. And, bro, like, that positivity bleeds into those kids, man. They never quit. They never let up. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I try to have a, a positive coaching vibe to me. Um, I always like the atmosphere to be positive. Um you know, with a lot of our girls, we've got a lot of youth, and um, just being positive and letting them know it's okay when we make a mistake. Uh, it's okay when we're down because we're going to come back. Um, you know, you talk about part of my coaching staff. They've been there. You know, um, my assistant coach, Erica, she's won state championships at uh, Vanderbilt. And James has also been a pitching coach when we had state championships. So they know what it's like. They've been there. So, you know, it takes seven innings, um, like you said. Even though we went down with that grand slam, we knew that we could always come back because we got the girls to be able to do it. In the next 48 hours, you guys are going to uh, attempt to try to win another one for your school. What are some things you all have to do well in the next game and then also in the championship if you're blessed to make it there to try to win it all? Right. And, you know, I talk about three things whenever it comes to our team. And the first one is be able to pitch well. The second one is eliminate any errors. And the third one is to hit the ball. If you do all three of those things, then you should succeed. You should be on top. Coach, you guys have what I like to call a secret weapon, and I'm not sure the name of the young lady, so I'm going to ask you to, to list her name here. Uh, her, her theme music is, let the bodies hit the floor. Y'all play her as a pinch hitter. <laughs> she comes in, and, man, she's got a little pop off the bench now, bro. She's a good little weapon for y'all. Yeah, we do. Uh, her name's Cassidy. Uh, she's an eighth grader for us, and um, – you look at her, she's skinny, she's tall, but, man, she's got some power with her. Um, she throws the hardest on our team, and she hit, she's one of the hardest hitters on our team. And, uh, yeah, we're always looking for a situation to be able to put her in there for her to be able to get a hit for us. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, your pitcher, little Baudouin girl, man, she uh, when she's on, she's on. And then the last game, you guys had to maybe go cool her down for a little bit, give her a little break. But when she came back for her second stint in the circle, she was incredible, man. I'm sure y'all going to need her big in the next couple of days. Right. Uh, that's twice we had to do that this year, you know, where she kind of loses it a little bit. And then she comes back. We put her back in the game, and she comes back, and she's dominant. Um, she's had a really good week of work um, this week. Uh, we worked with her on Monday and Wednesday and tried to fix a few little things. And um, she looked really strong yesterday. I was watching her pitching with the pitch coach, and um, – few things that they were working on and um she looks good i think she's gonna be ready to go and prepared what do you know about academy of our lady obviously they got a 13 nothing run rule win against hannon so they got to be doing something right they scored a bunch of runs in their opening round game against bunky as well what do you know about your opponent tomorrow well um i've watched them play a little bit in uh, a couple of the tournaments that we were in and uh, they do swing the bat really well that's definitely the strongest part of their team um is hitting the ball 
Uh, they got a few girls that get on base, and uh, they're really fast when they get on base. So we know we got to be ready for them. They've got to try to steal against us. Which uh, hopefully um, we're ready for because uh, we practiced it this week. Um, and uh, defensively, they're they're a solid team. Uh, their pitcher tries to hit that hit their corners. Uh, she's not a dominant throw it by you pitcher, but she tries to try to hit her spots and use her curveball and change up to kind of keep you off balance. Man, one of the things that um, I'm always interested to ask coaches at this time of the year is, yeah, you guys are playing for so much and you're trying to win the state championship, but I'm sure in the back of your mind, like there's also maybe a little bit of a somber feeling as well because no matter what happens in the next 48 hours, like this will be your last time with this team. Like it, the journey's wrapping up here in the next couple of days, win or lose. And I'm sure as a coach, uh, that has to at least be a little bit of a bummer, man, because I'm sure you get attached to those kids. Yeah, definitely. Um you know, the good thing about this team, of course, obviously we want to win by because that's what you work for, right, to get there and to, to win, and that's our goal. Um, but I don't lose anybody off this team. Um, we have no seniors. Wow. So, I mean, everybody returns next year. So, I mean, this is another step in just building to getting where we want to get, uh, which is a state championship. And hopefully we can do it this year. Um, if not, people are going to have to – play us again next year because we're not losing anybody you know so um and of course we work all year we work out all year so i mean i'm with these girls all year long um hopefully when we're working we got a smile on our face because we just were able to do something that they hadn't done in um what roughly 13 years it's been 13 years wow and that's crazy is that you know you guys uh, have won so many of them, and, and it feels like it's not that long ago, but it's already been 13 years, man. That's right. crazy. I didn't realize that you guys had no seniors, bro. That's incredible, man. That I didn't realize that. Yeah. And you know, and then you look at the other Homa team that's in Sulphur. Homa Christian has a seventh grader in the circle. Like, what the heck are you guys doing out there, Homa man? Breeding them young, <laughs> playing softball. You know, all our girls know those girls. You know, and we're we're actually each other's biggest fan when it comes to Homa Christian and us. Uh, um, because we know all the same kids. And, uh, of course, you know, Christy, their coach, she was there at our games. I saw um, I saw her there at our quarterfinal game. You know, so we are each other's biggest supporter, and we talk a lot on the phone, Christy and I. So, I mean, um, you know, a lot of it is to do with our um, travel programs that we have around the area. We have a lot of strong travel programs in the area that's um, – getting these kids prepared for us. And then when they get to school ball, you know, it's a little different. It's to put these teams together where they play together and have the confidence in each other. And um, that's a big part of what we have to do as hostile coaches. Well, buddy, look, man, I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, first, thanks so much for the time. I know you guys are traveling. But second, good luck, man. We're sincerely hoping you guys go out there and win it all. You guys have a good thing out there going. And, and man, go get those two wins and bring it home, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you all so much. Yep, there's Coach Jeremy DePlantis with Vanderbilt Catholic doing an excellent job. Uh, they're two wins away, and we're hopeful that they could get those two wins. And, boy, almighty, in the future, do they have a bright future. I didn't realize. I knew they were young, right? I knew that they had a young core group. Didn't realize that they just didn't have any seniors at all, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a luxury, man, as you get the whole crew back. You know, the young lady Rutledge who hit the walk-off home run is going to be back. Hazard, or, or Hazard out there at first base is going to be back. Baudouin, the circle is going to be back. That's going to be a mean and nasty team next year, boy. That's going to be a team that's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to CCA. Coach Joe Tuton and his team play a big single elimination playoff game today 
and we'll ask Joe about what the Lions are trying to do to try to win that one and punch forward to the next round. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. 
Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. play-by-play here on KLEB. Casey Jisclair here. We start our lunchtime hour making a trip out to CCA. We've got their head baseball coach, Coach Joe Tuton, on the line now. His team takes on Ascension Christian today in a winner-take-all second-round playoff matchup. Coach Joe, good afternoon, bud. What's good? Hey, all good, buddy. We just uh, trying to get everything coordinated, ready to go for tonight at 630. Yes, sir. Uh, tell us about that. You know, there's a little rain in the area, and you were telling me just a minute ago off the air, uh, full steam's ahead, everything's going to be good to go for 6.30 tonight? That's the plan, buddy. I think we okay. Uh, I mean, we had a little rain. Uh, we got to work the infield a little bit, but, I, you know, as of, as of right now, if we don't get any other showers, we're good to go for tonight at 6.30. Sounds like a winner, man. Look, I, I was mentioning this earlier in the show. This is the biggest game in the area tonight. You know, there's, you know, Vanderbilt's playing, and there's some other games in the area, but you guys are a single elimination winner. Go home. You have to have it tonight. Talk about some of the things that you, you stress to the team. What are some things you guys got to do well today? You know, Casey, I think the biggest thing today, we just got to come out and do what we do. We got to play. We got to play our game. We got to put pressure on the other team. Throw strikes, make the routine plays, give yourself a chance at the end of the game. And if you do that, I think, uh, you know, we can find a way to manufacture a run or two because whether you like it or not, you were there last week at Thibodeau and South Terrebonne, you're going to have some close games. There's going to be some one-run games, and you've got to be prepared to win these one-run games because that's what playoff baseball is. Looking at Ascension Christian's schedule, they've got some pretty good wins. They've got some results that kind of – Make you wonder a little bit. Now, they're coming in on a little bit of a down spell. They've lost five in a row, but they've played some elite competition in those five games. What do you know about your opponent tonight? What are some things that they're going to uh, present to you all that's going to be a challenge? Well, you know, I just, you know how it is, Casey. I've, uh, we kind of, Coach Kristen Rogers has did his homework. They got a guy that's going to be on the mound that's going to run out there and, you know, be really good. And uh, I think he's going to give those guys an opportunity. They kind of play really well when he pitches. And uh, I think the biggest thing we got to do is we really just got to, you know, minimize the mistakes and don't let their best players beat us. And if we do that, I think we'll have a chance, you know, in, in, late in the game to win the game. At home tonight is going to be likely the final home game of this. Well, not likely. It's going to be the final home game of the season for your crew. Sure, you know, win, lose, or draw, I'm sure it's going to be an emotional night, man. You get attached to these kids. Talk about that. Well, I mean, I think, listen, you know, this year in and year out, we, we have five seniors. Uh, yesterday, we, we kind of took a jog around the field. It's your last uh, home practice. So how do you want to be remembered tonight? Do you want to be remembered as, look, you won your last home game at your home field, or do you want to go out on a losing note? So, uh, look, win, lose, or draw, it'll definitely be emotional. And, uh, I mean, look, it's going to be really emotional, probably a little bit for me because I have a kid involved. And I think what happens is, uh, you know, we've been doing this pretty much since he's two years old he's been at the same park with me so uh we need to kind of go out with a bang um what's the pitching plan you guys got a lot of options got a lot of different arms you could hit him with who's the guy that you're giving the ball to tonight man 
Uh, we going with Carson Abair. I mean, he's the district most valuable player. Uh, I think he gives us the best chance to go, but the biggest difference between now and, and last year's playoff is you got a short leech. If, you know, he doesn't have his best stuff, we got to make a change right away because you can't let the, you know, you can't let these games get out of hand because in a one game match, look, two or three runs and the game's over. So I think, uh, you know, Carson will be our number one guy. Uh, we got a couple other guys that we think in two or three, but we'll kind of play it by ear and how we match up against those guys. Well, that was the next question that I was going to ask is you guys haven't played in a while. So I'd imagine that you've got the full allotment, right? I'd imagine everything that, that you got is available to you tonight. Everything. I mean, we, we, we bring in everything but the kitchen sink. Yeah, no, that, that that's what I figured, man. Um, you guys are in the postseason again, and you guys are building a program there that that's kind of the expectation, right? Um, and what people don't realize is, man, this is still like in its infancy out there. This is not, you know, a long uh, school that's been there for decades or whatever. But you guys have done great work in that short amount of time, carrying that number eight seed. I'm sure you guys are really proud to, to you know, have that opening round by and to be where you are right now. You know, Casey, I feel like, look, this is 10 years in the LHSA. We have 205 wins as a program. Uh, Friday night, we were fortunate enough to go get in a scrimmage with Vanderbilt. Uh, you know, so I think as a program, we're very, very excited about what we have built, and we want to continue the success. But our main goal, until we win a state championship, uh, we feel like we're underachieving. And I don't think we're underachieving, but we want to overachieve because until you reach the, you know, the top of the mountain, uh, you know, everything, you know, I would say the view looks the same. And I think, you know, year in and year out, our guys are pushing. And, I mean, you know, my senior class has been part of basically 100 wins here uh, and have been, you know, been been basically to the semifinals a couple of times, been in a couple of playoff runs. So our guys are battle-tested. And I think, uh, you know, in playoff time, you got to do what you got to do to win. But you need a little bit of luck. You need some a ball to bounce your way one way or the other. And, uh, you know, hopefully this is our year. I mean, I think we're going to show up tonight ready to go, and uh, whatever happens, happens. If you guys are fortunate enough to get to the next round, and it would likely be against a Wachita Christian, but they've got to beat St. Mary's, so who knows what might happen there. Do you have an, a guesstimate of when the date of that next game would be? I would say, Casey, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. You know, I, almost positive. I mean, I hadn't talked to anybody. We really need to get by this round, but – just in these one-game series, the way we did it in the past when we was at CCA, there was usually about anywhere from four to five days in between. Okay, I got gotcha. you. We've talked about this before during the course of the year. I've been open and vocal about this. I don't think it's good that you guys are playing single elimination. I think it's unfair. Um, I don't know why your classification and a couple of others that get singled out as have to be different from everybody else. Uh, but that's the way that it is, man, and it's going to change the way that you guys coach, I'm sure, man, because every game's a game three. Every game's, you know, you got to have it. Uh, talk about the challenges of coaching that way as opposed to being in the best of three series. I think the biggest deal is there's no room for any error, and it puts a lot more pressure on the players, the coaches, and everybody involved. I mean, one play, <coughs> one swing, one pitch makes you or breaks you, and I think what happens is you're probably not as not as patient as you are with your pitchers, because, I mean, look, you walk two guys in the inning, uh, and the next thing you know, you're down four to nothing. And if you're down four to nothing in a playoff game against most teams, it's hard to come back and win. So I, I think there's a lot of lot more sense of urgency in a one-game series. Uh, you know, Stan and I talked about this on Tuesday's show. We were kind of looking ahead, and I, I understand fully, Joe, that your focus is 
100% on trying to win the state championship, and you guys have a, as good a shot as anybody to do that. But Stan and I were just kind of making the comment of, man, like when we get out of this high school baseball season, Joe's going to be smiling from ear to ear because of the talent that's going to be playing for the Hogs this summer. And, bro, <laughs> you know, watching some of the talent in the area, Sal Terrebonne's got some guys, Thibodeau's got some, everybody's got some guys. Everybody has dudes that'll be able to pitch in. Your Hawks teams over the summer are going to be loaded, man. Oh, I mean, listen, it should be fun. You know, I ain't got to tell you, we talk about it year in and year out. Hey, the Hogs team, listen to me. Uh, Stevie Wonder could manage that team. I mean, <laughs> when I tell you, we got talent up and down. Listen, you know, listen, from down to Bayou, by you guys up to North Thibodeau, and I think uh, we just in a situation of uh, we're very, very fortunate that uh, we're very fortunate that we have good players in this area, and I think uh, we're very fortunate that we have good coaches. I told you this year in and year out. Uh, I liked your little coaches poll. I, I read it. I think you listen. You can legitimately everybody could be coach of the year, and when I say that is. Every program in this area is their coach has done an amazing job. I, I can start at E.D. White, you know, with their new staff or what they're doing. Look what Shane's done at Thibodeau. Uh, I would tell you this. Look, I, I'm super impressed with uh, Vanderbilt Catholic, what they have done. Listen, I told you this before. I'm super impressed with South Lafouche, you know, losing the players they have. Lance Crochet has really went in there at Central Lafouche and really made a big, big bang. You know, got that program on the right track. Hey, at Terrebonne High School, uh, I think Cameron Pierce has got 36 wins in two years. They're they're a pitcher, a ball away from from being in the playoffs in a really hard 24 man district. Listen, it's amazing what the Delahousses are doing at Ellender. Uh, and I'm and listen, Coach Terrio at Homer Christian is just basically look got those guys in the second round. So I think we have a lot of baseball talent in this area. You know, Josh Smith losing the guys that he's lost. H.L. Bourgeois was very, very competitive in the district. Uh, I think just across the board, we got good coaches and good players, and it makes for good high school baseball. I say it all the time. You see me there. It's fun to go watch high school baseball when I'm not coaching it because I think this, this area is very, very talented with good players and good coaches. You told me in like the second or third week of the college baseball season is like, you know, hey, yeah, I think LSU is going to be really good. But then you also said, hey, I think Nichols is going to be pretty damn good, too. You know, they got a lot of local boys and some guys that are competing and playing hard. And you mentioned some of the big power arms that they got. Big boy from Santa Mon throwing some strikes, getting some outs. Man, they go to the box and get a win over LSU. And, you know, they made some great defensive plays. Parker Cadu gets the game winner. Zane Washington is as hot as anybody in America right now. He's just killing the ball. The Colonels are first place in the Southland, and it just goes to show, Joe, and I know you are going to you know, agree with this because you were one of the guys with me. In the previous regime, they were kind of in the middle, and a lot of folks were saying, yeah, man, Nichols deserves a little better. Let's try something else. There were some folks who pushed back against that. Oh, no, it's Nichols. Be content. Be satisfied with what you are. Well, sure enough, Joe, I think we might have been right, bro, because they made the change, and now they're in first place. Well, listen, Casey, I say this all the time. You talk about Parker Cadu, Zane Washington. Look, Coach Jamie Cadu, I told you earlier in the year, don't sleep on assumptions. Look at what they're doing. Uh, but when I look at Parker and I look at Zane and I look at our local players, let me tell you this. Coach Silva has brought a fire over there, and his players are playing like he's coaching. And I will tell you this. Listen, I, I you know, listen, the LSU win was big. And I think uh, 
it opened up everybody's eyes. But I can tell you this, I was at the game Sunday against Houston Baptist, and, and you could see it there. And I really feel like in the Homer Thibodeau area, down the bayou, Morgan City, if you're a baseball person, you need to get out there and see Nickel State University play and support that program because there's some quality baseball out there. And I feel like uh, we're in a situation, this is a great time to get on board, and I feel like uh, I know Coach Silva's very happy about beating LSU, but his goal is to win the Southland Conference. And I think that Nichols has put themselves in a situation to uh, give themselves an opportunity, man. I tell you, Nichols baseball as a fan is really, really fun to watch just because the kids really play hard. They get after it, and it's an exciting game. It's an exciting product to watch. And, look, I think in the years to come, they're going to get better and better. So, listen, right now is a good time to get on the bandwagon with Nickel State baseball. Uh, I think Nickel State, just in general, across the board, I saw it at, in football. You know, you're seeing it, you know, basically down to every sport. It starts with the AD, who's doing a great job. I think Nickel State wants to win, and they're willing to do what it takes to win, and, and they're bringing in quality coaches, and quality coaches bring in quality players, and the results are speaking for themselves. No doubt. Very well said. Joe, thanks so much for the time. Good luck to you all today, man. Go get that W. Appreciate it, man. Y'all have a good one. Yep, that is Coach Joe Tuton doing an excellent job. They've got a single elimination playoff game today. We're going to be rooting hard for them to try to bring it home. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to change the flavor up a little bit. We've been talking baseball and softball, and hey, that's all fun. But we're in spring football season two now. We're going to Kyle Lasang of E.D. White. We'll ask him about his team. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed chevrolet suburban tahoe traverse blazer equinox trailblazer tracks looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs golden motors has your suv waiting for you come on in and check them out special apr as low as 2.9 percent for 60 months on 2023 chevy equinox hurry before it's gone chevy find new roads golden motors 15101 highway 3235 and cut off on the back road 325-1000. Price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. 
When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Attention Medicare recipients and anyone turning 65. Medicare has approved new benefits not included with original Medicare and older Medicare Advantage plans. You may not be getting all of the benefits you're entitled to, including in-home aids, telephone appointments with your doctors, home-delivered meals and prescriptions. These benefits may be available and it's a free call to enroll. The new plans may also offer free eyeglasses, free hearing aids, free wellness visits, and gym memberships. Call the Medicare Benefits Line now. It's easy. Call 800-810-8655. 800-810-8655. Find out if you're eligible for new benefits like meal and prescription delivery, in-home aids, and telemedicine. Some plans may have a $0 monthly premium or zero copays for big out-of-pocket savings. Not all Medicare Advantage plans are alike. The new plans have more benefits for many people. Call 800-810-8655. 800-810-8655. Eight six five five. Welcome back to Play by Play on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here. We go to the phone lines for the last time today, and we go visit our old buddy over at ED White. Coach Kyle is saying, Coach, it's been a while, man. What's good? How you doing? We're doing fine. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Uh, it's that fun time of the year, man. You guys are either just started spring or about ready to start spring, and that's a great time to get some work. I, actually, I remember talking to you. I don't know if you guys are actually doing spring, so refresh me on that. What are things looking like over at ED White? Yeah, we don't officially do spring. We got a bunch of kids still in track, um, still in baseball. So we don't officially do it, but we got some things going on on the field usually. Uh, Coach Grant will take some offensive guys out there and defensive guys, Coach Bajron. So we do a few things, but nothing uh, nothing team organized until we hit summer and then uh, give them a week off right after school, hit summer, and uh, roll right into fall practice. Uh, we don't do spring. We get an extra week of uh, fall practice, so we get to start a little earlier than, than most people want with uh, pads. It's almost time for your favorite time of the year, seven on seven, my friend, a chance to throw the ball around the field. I know you love that, but all, all kidding aside, you've told us in the past seven on seven is useful for your defensive backs and to get some reps and you know, talk about that. That's coming up. That's going to be big. Yeah, um, we, we enjoy seven on seven. We get a lot of productive work. Uh, seven on seven. It's tough for us, though. You know, in summer, it really doesn't stop. We got we got basketball league going on. We got baseball going on. So uh, it's not really a full squad usually, but we get some we get some good production, and um, and I think it showed last year. We threw the ball a little bit better. Um, we got some receivers that can catch the ball, and then defensively, it's always beneficial to to see um, basically what you're going to see in the in the in the season. Um, a lot of people don't like to defend us because they see things that are not normal seven-on-seven stuff. But uh, we teach our offense that way, uh, so our passing game gets installed uh, through seven-on-seven. 
My friend, uh, tell us about that because you mentioned something. You said you guys threw it a little better last year, and you did. Now this coming season, you return the quarterback and some of the receivers. Yep. Are we going to see that umbrella maybe open up a little wider and you guys put it in there a little more? Well, we, we, we're going to do things that I think we can be successful at, and I think we can throw it. So I, sure. uh, we, got pro- we probably got, you know, four to six uh, deep at receiver. Um, we don't always have three receivers on the field, uh, two receivers even on the field, but we, we can do that. So I think we gotta, we got to be more um, uh, package-directed, um, get people on the field that can make plays, and um, that's going to include some of those receivers. Um, and we're going to see how it looks in the summer. If it looks good in the summer, then it'll be part of what we uh, do in the fall. Um, and basically, you know, Coach Grant and I sat down and talked about offense um, if anything that we do fits into what we currently run, and I, I mean from an offensive line standpoint, if we're not installing a new play, then we're, we're willing to do it. So uh, if you got guys, you got to cater your offense to people that you have. Um, you know, you got Dietrich coming back at fullback, so he's going to be a staple. And you got two quarterbacks coming back. But then you also got Paxton LaFont, who's one of the best receivers in the area. You got Philip Hillman coming back at tight end. Um, so you got some you got some weapons there, and you, you'd um, it'd be foolish not to use them. I think it it helped us last year in the passing game, and I also think it helped us when we met no huddle last year. For sure, uh, I'm I'm interested so much so in the answer to this next question because I remember we had you on about this time last year, and you gave just a wonderful answer in depth about how your coaching staff was looking to get better. And you mentioned all the different clinics and different things that you guys were doing. And so I'm going to ask you the same question. In this offseason, what did you and your staff do? What were some areas that you guys were looking to try to polish up on? I think uh, some of the things, especially offensively, um, that we looked back at last year and had to improve, um, we were good offensively. Um, I don't think we always got the ball in the hands of our most explosive players. And, you know, those guys could come from defense. Um, so plays that went for 8, 10, 12 yards maybe could have gone for 30, 40, or maybe break it for a touchdown if if it's in a more explosive player's hands. Um, but you have to devise that. You have to plan for that. you got to practice that. Um, and it may be, a, you know, just a simple package for a defensive guy that can really run uh, on offense. Uh, it might be two or three plays. Um, but we got to do a better job of doing that, and so that was that was something that we discussed. Um, we also discussed some some one back offensive stuff that um, won't won't deviate from what we do um, in terms of scheme, but it'll put our, our guys in space a little more um, and give us the chance to throw the ball in uh, in a more advantageous uh, situation for us make it a little bit easier on Jake and uh, Ben to, to throw the ball to our uh, receivers. Defensively, you guys have been so good over the last couple of years. You replaced some guys on that side of the ball, but I know you're excited about some guys that are coming back as well. Talk about some of the things you're working on on defense to try to maintain that ED wide standard of being just an elite unit. Well, I think we're, we're always going to be decent on defense. When you, when you lost as much as we lost, last year and you got some question marks um you got some guys who really haven't been on the field a ton on friday that it makes you a little bit worried about defensively but i think the main thing for us is to take the athletes that we do have and put them in the right spots um that's going to be really the key you know as a 
is a kid, you know, a, a, a weak safety? Is he a linebacker? Is he a defensive end? Um, putting him in the right spot to, to go make plays is really going to be the key. And again, we got to do that in the summer. And when we start in fall, we, we have guys that have learned the scheme at their position and we can go from there. But, but honestly, you, you know, we've only bringing one linebacker back, um, lost a bunch up front, um, and then lost some, some guys in the secondary. So we were always going to start by, um, who are the guys that can run? Uh, and if they can run, then they got to go play in the defensive secondary. So that's really where we start, and it all trickles down after that. Um, if you don't run quite as well, but you, you can tackle, then maybe you're a linebacker. Um, and then, you know, defensive ends and D tackles fill in after that. How do you guys, like, kind of start over on a year-to-year? Because what I mean by that is, like, the last couple years have been so special there where you guys are making deep playoff runs now, like three, four years running. How do you get the kids whenever it's time to start fresh to understand that, bro, you know, you don't carry over any of those PowerPoints, man. You're zero and zero again. How do you get them to understand that? I think they understood it from the last few years. I I think the, the, uh, the culture of the program is where it needs to be. They understand the work ethic. I think we do a really good job in the off season of getting them ready uh, for, for fall, but you don't replace that experience. Um, you have to get them on the field. You have to get them significant reps. And I think that, that really is to our advantage in the way we practice. We give kids all the way down from ninth graders through seniors and, and even non-starters. We give them significant reps. And um, that's just the way we organize practice. I think it really helps us. And it helped us last year. We had a bunch of injuries. When, when we threw kids in there, they didn't miss a beat. Uh, it played really well. And it helped us gain some experience, maybe not starter experience, but enough experience that a kid was on the field. You know, he's not wide-eyed on Friday nights anymore. He understands it. So when people ask me how we're going to be next year, um, I, I think we're going to be pretty good. I, I just um, – you can't, you can't predict things um, for kids that haven't been, been full-time starters. But um, I like what we got coming back, and – I like that the kids have bought in year after year after year. And, you know, the model has been there for those kids. Those kids have been in the program for a long time. Um, leaders have to step forward and run the program. And when that happens, um, maybe you win some games. Tell me about that injury situation last year. Do you, you guys attribute that to just, you know, bad luck? Is there something that you guys can maybe do in the off season to better equip yourself? Because, man, boy, you guys were up against it last year where you're having just yeah. every week somebody key going out of the lineup. Was that just bad luck? Like, talk us through that. We probably had six um, labrum tears in man. shoulders. Man. All from, all from offensive linemen. So I really I spoke with some doctors. I went through the practice plan with them. I explained what we do. Um, nothing that they saw was out of the ordinary. Um, and the docs that did surgeries on our kids uh, just happened to say that there was some, some extra flexibility that for some for a normal human being would be good in the shoulder. For an offensive lineman, it's probably not quite as good and probably led to some of those injuries. But all those kids are getting back. Um, they're getting healthy. But like I said, I... I think we're going to be pretty good, but we can't go through a year like we did last year with that many injuries because we're just not quite as deep anymore. Yeah, I understand that, man. Uh, when you get to the summer, 
What are some goals for the summer? What are some things you're hoping to see over the summer to let you know that it's a successful couple of months? Well, you, you got we got nine coming back on offense, so not not really going to focus on that. We got to figure out the offensive line and where where pieces are going to go. But all the skill guys are back except for uh, Dylan Worthington at slot. Uh, the real the real battle is going to be on defense. It's going to be really uh, interesting to see who steps up. You've seen some kids over the over the off season uh, really develop their bodies. Um, so from a physical standpoint, you look at them and you go, they're ready to play. Uh, but can they mentally handle the challenge of learning the scheme? Um, you don't know that, but you put that on them in the summer. Um, you see who can adjust to those things, and then you try, like I said, you try to find positions. And we always start in the secondary. With the way football is going and the amount of times that people throw the football, you're going to have to defend that. you got to run. So defenses have gotten smaller in general. And um, so we got a bunch of guys that we think can play defense, but we'll start in the secondary, figure that out, and then um, work down the linebackers and D-linemen. Bro, you mentioned something there a second ago, getting your bodies developed. And I say all the time to people in private, and I say it also here on the show, you guys have, I think, what is the gold standard for your strength and conditioning program because, man, you could spot an E.D. White kid walking down the street. He's going to be the kid with the big, broad shoulders and the big, wide chest, uh-huh. and the kid's going to be very well put together. You guys have invested a lot of time and a lot of resources into getting that weight room and that strength and conditioning program rolling. But, boy, has that been a good investment. You guys have that rolling. The best investment investment of my career, to be honest with you. I, I can't say enough about the guys that come in and work for, for us and put this program together. But, you know, you can have the greatest program in the world. If, if the kids don't buy into it and do it, if the coaches don't coach it, it's, it's not really worth the money. Um, I'll tell you, man, when we started the strength and conditioning program, the kids bought in so much. They saw, they saw kids developing. I think it's a big thing for the kids, man. Young kids see older kids developing, getting stronger. Their bodies look good. And then they're more apt to, to work really hard in the program. So I, I think it's just year after year seeing those kids um, develop. And, you know, a lot of times what happens is you'll see a kid in the previous season and you go, man, I don't know. He, he, he might be two years away. He might be three years away. It's his, his body's not there, and then all of a sudden, after the summer, you kind of look at the kids and you go, "Man, this kid has really blossomed." So they all they all develop at different rates, but if if they weren't in the strength and conditioning program, that would be more difficult to develop. Last question for you, but actually, being athletic director for a second, man, you guys have a lot of exciting things going on. Softball just finished a great year. Baseball's yeah. carrying the number two seed forward. I'm sure track and field's doing super well, just fresh off of a district championship. You guys are playing yep. some tennis and some golf as well. Like, it's been a great spring over at E.D. White. It's been a great athletic year, period, over at E.D. White. It really has. I, Casey, i got to say, we got a lot of dedicated coaches who pour their hearts into their sports. we got a lot of great kids who work really hard. That, that's kind of what makes it go. Um, you know, we're right in the – Right at the end, we want to finish strong. I'm actually driving back from tennis right now. That got delayed a, a little bit, but went to Kentwood last night. Both the boys and girls track teams captured the regional championships there. Got a ton of kids qualified for state and track. Um, and then heading back, and then tomorrow, doubleheader in, uh, in baseball. And, um, you know, like you said, number two seed. 
looking to win some series and and give it a run. Uh, baseball had a great. I mean, softball had a great season. Put the number one seed to the test, and uh, the future of that program is awesome. So you know, it's been busy. Been busy. It's it's hard to sit back and take it all in. Uh, maybe when it's all done, I will. And then um, see how we we're always going to sit back and see how we can make changes and make things better. Uh, but you know, things are rolling. Kids are buying in, and coach has done a, done a really good job. Good stuff, Coach. Thanks so much for the time. Be safe on the road. We'll chat soon, okay, man? All right, brother. Be good. Yep, that is Coach Kyle saying, doing an excellent job, as always. <clears throat> you couldn't ask for a more, in my opinion, you couldn't ask for a more successful athletic department than E.D. White right now. And it's bigger than just the fact that they're good and they're winning at everything. They've got good people running their programs, and that is, means that, A, your young man or young woman is going to develop. They're going to have a role model to look up to. They're going to have support, and they're going to develop emotionally and mentally as they're developing physically. That place is humming right now. Football's going to be good again. You know, baseball is number two seed, might win it all. Uh, You know, track and field regional championships. Uh, Tennis is, like, they've got it going right now. That's a program that everybody in that EDY community should be awfully proud of. Let's catch a break when we get back. We'll get to the mailbag, get some questions answered. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely? Especially when they describe the very best in daily money management. At SL Bank, our simply free checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. Want to know more about Simply Free Checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, y'all. Have some festival fun around the state. April 28th through 30th, Italian Festival in Tickfaw, Etouffee Festival in Arnoville, and Plaquemines Parish Seafood Festival in Bell Chase. April 29th and 30th, Kite Fest Louisiana in Port Allen. May 4th through 7th, Thibodeau Fireman's Fair. And May 5th through 7th, Red, White, and Blue Air Show in Monroe. So make your plans to laissez le bon temps relay. This is Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Plan your road trip at louisianaisatrip.com. Hi, everybody. This is Pastor Rick Warren. Do you know God has a dream for your life? It's bigger and it's better than any dream you could ever think up on your own. And when you read my new book, Created a Dream, the six phases God uses to grow your faith, you're going to get the tools that you need to find and follow the dream that God created just for you. Be sure to get your copy today at PastorRick.com forward slash dream and get on the path to living the extraordinary life that God planned for you. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. 
What's up? This is Casey Gisclair, and this is why I choose State Bank for all my banking needs. State Bank is a local bank, which means you get a taste of home when you walk through the doors. The bank's motto is Cajun Banking. Serve just the way you like it, and that's for a reason, because you're always greeted by a real banker who provides smiling service. But State Bank also has the latest banking technologies, which means you get the best without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all love. So go visit them today at one of their many locations. They're proud bankers serving a proud community. Resilient bankers serving a resilient community at State Bank. Now 70 years strong. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Rev is creating the next evolution in communication. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. The next level in communications. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. Welcome to Rev. Learn more at letsrev.com. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency in the world. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. They do not give up until you pay. They put a lien on my house. How about you? Do you owe back taxes? Call Tax Solutions now and get some help. For a limited time, the IRS offers a tax forgiveness program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Our team can make it easier for you to pay back taxes, avoid tax liens, and get a fresh start. Sometimes you just need a second chance. I call Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. At Tax Solutions now, our affiliates are all accredited by the Better Business Bureau and members of the National Association of Tax Professionals. We saved our home and overcame the most powerful collection agency in the world. Time is running out. Call Tax Solutions now. Call Mailbag here. Casey Jiskler here. We've got about 15, 20 minutes to spend with you all here on KLEB. Hope you guys are enjoying your days, by the way. Um, hope there's been a successful start to the day for everybody. We're getting closer and closer to the weekend, uh, but still got a little ways to go yet, right? Uh, so we'll make the most of our situations and, and finish the week strong. Um, got our mailbag here. If you've got a question, I'm at Casey underscore Jiskler on Twitter. We're at KLEB Radio on Twitter. 
I'm Casey Justler on Facebook, JustlerCasey at gmail.com, BayouSports985 at gmail.com, Casey at BayouSports.com. Any way that you could find, if you got my cell number, shoot me a text. However you want to get your question to me, get your question to me. Uh, and then it comes, the first question comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, is the LSU women's basketball team done in the transfer portal after getting Haley Van Lith? <laughs> um, I'm not laughing at your question. I'm just laughing at the idea that Kim Mulkey and her staff would ever not. Sorry, had a little computer issue there. I'm, I'm laughing at the idea that Kim Mulkey and her staff would ever not be recruiting, would ever not be active, would ever not be aggressively trying to get the latest and the greatest. They are hosting one of the top recruits in the country this weekend, the big post player, the All-American from DePaul they're trying to get as many players as humanly possible. So this, I no, they're not done. They're gonna now. That's not to say that uh, you know they may not miss out on some, and they may not only sign, but you know just maybe another player or two here or there. But they're never gonna stop looking, and that's the reason why Kim Mulkey is such an excellent coach. Never satisfied, always looking, always eager, always enthusiastic about getting better. That's why the LSU women's basketball program is where it is. So, yeah, of course, they're they're not done. They're absolutely not done. Uh, Casey, what did you make of the LSU spring game? I watched it and came away pretty impressed. Um, Yeah, man, you know, I was impressed with some stuff. There was some stuff I liked. There was some stuff I didn't like. Um, I liked the fact that it looks like LSU is going to have an elite passing game. I think that what we saw from Jaden Daniels was not a fluke. I think the LSU receivers are really good. I think the offensive line will be better able to protect him. More comfortable going through his reads. Last year, he was kind of a down, set, hike. All right, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. And if somebody wasn't wide open by three Mississippi, he was running. He's going to be more comfortable standing back there, being patient, and working through his progressions. And when you've got elite receivers like LSU does, if you just stand there that extra half second, it's more likely that someone's going to break free and uh, beat their man down the field and get open where you could hit that, you know, 12, 15-yard pass down the middle of the field, get that first down. Or, you know, even sometimes it's as little as just completing that little four or five-yard crossing pattern down the middle of the field or on the sideline in the flats, whatever it may be. I think Daniels is going to have a big year. I was extremely excited to see that. Um, the next thing that I'll mention is, I, I, though, I guess the biggest negative and the biggest drawback is I want to see better play from the LSU secondary than we saw in the spring game. Um, the Tiger receivers wore them out. And uh, more important than that is I just didn't see a group that was all that enthusiastic to tackle. I saw a lot of missed tackles. I saw a lot of what I call um, fake tackling, where you just kind of go and run and bump into somebody. Not a whole lot of grabbing somebody and riding them to the ground. So I saw a whole lot of fake tackling. Um, That's a young group. If there's any group on the field that should be lacking a little bit, it should be them. Because there's a lot of new pieces there. There's a lot of guys there who are still trying to find their chemistry. Still trying to get up to speed with the LSU way, right? Um now, with that having been said, they also were facing the LSU receivers, which are one of the best receiving groups in the country, and there's not a lot of receiving groups around the country who are going to have as many talented players who could cause that many mismatches. But I would like to see a little more out of them. 
And another negative, you got to you got to figure out your field goal kicking situation. You missed two field goals in the spring, like that. That's going to get you beat in the SEC if you don't make kicks consistently. So I liked what I saw out of the offense by and large. Want to see better play from the defensive backs. Want to see a little better play in the special teams. But all in all, man, it was a spring game, right? Uh, you got some good work in. You stayed healthy, kept everybody excited, enthusiastic, all that good stuff. Casey, who do you think the Saints will pick tonight, and will they trade up? Um, I'm not going to tell you who I think they're going to pick. I mean, uh, 28 other teams have to pick before the Saints get. I have no clue. Uh, I could tell you position group. I think they're going to be targeting the defensive line first. <clears throat> but I also wouldn't be surprised if the Saints um, made a decision and went and got a playmaker, right? <sighs> like if one of those big tight ends is still available on the board when they're they're selecting, I, I think that they would be inclined to maybe make that move. Um, if, you know, there's a receiver that they like that's still available, they would maybe be inclined to make that move. In terms of whether or not they trade up, they're the Saints. They tend to do dumb things, and I think trading up would be a dumb thing, so I'd be inclined to say, yeah, maybe they would move up. But I just, I think that this might be the year where they actually stay at 29. Um, Mozzie Smith is currently who Mel Kuyper has them pick, picking. He's a defensive tackle from Michigan. Uh, he would fit what they would need, so we will see. But New Orleans is usually pretty aggressive. They have this defiant, oh, we're going to not worry about the future mentality. It's part of the reason why they're in the bind that they're in. So I don't know that they're going to tr- change from that. I could see them trading up, uh, but I could also see them staying at 29 and just realizing, hey, it's not worth the risk. Trading up and this all, oh, bro, we're going to do whatever we got to do mentality is the reason why you don't have the number 10 pick right now. It's the reason why the Philadelphia Eagles are picking in your spot because you made a bad decision last draft and made a move that you probably shouldn't have made. So I think they might learn from that mistake. Casey, with the Milwaukee Bucks out of the playoffs, who do you think is the favorite to win the NBA's Eastern Conference? Um, well, first of all, I never thought the Bucks were the favorite to win the NBA's Eastern Conference. I've been saying the entire last month of the season that I hoped that the 76ers would match up with the Bucks because the Bucks weren't built to win in the playoffs. The Bucks are a men's league team that plays at the Grand Isle Tournament. They've got a really good player in Giannis who's a little overrated in the playoffs, right? Because his number one skill is get the ball at half court, run over people, go dunk it. When the playoffs, when guys are more inclined to actually care, that skill goes out the window a little bit and he becomes a little bit inefficient, right? And outside of that, the Bucks have just a bunch of old men. <clears throat> Brooke Lopez is an old man. Pat Connaughton, you slow. Joe Ingles is an old man. Chris Middleton's an old man. Grayson Allen, like defensively, they, they got what they paid for. When you are running out lineups with Wes Matthews, Joe Ingles, Pat Connaughton, Brooke Lopez, you're not going to get stops, right? Nor should you get stops. So last night, defense was a big problem. They gave up 128 points, and there's no reason that it shouldn't have been a big problem because they were running out lineups out there that had bad defenders. I was never fearful of the Bucs. I was never fearful of the Bucs. I, I I never thought that they were the best team in the East to begin with. The best team in the East, or the best two teams in the East are Philadelphia and Boston. And whoever wins that series, assuming that Boston gets by Atlanta and makes it to that series, is going to be the team that's going to win the East, is going to be the team that wins the championship. So that's where I'm looking right now. It's going to be either Philadelphia or Boston who's going to punch that ticket forward. Um, Which baseball team locally is most likely to go to Sulphur, a listener wants to know. Um... Man, 
got it's got to be D White, right? I mean, they're the number two seed in their bracket. They're going to be facing teams that they're expected to win against, and all of those teams will have to beat them twice, which will be a chore. Like it's got to be Ed White. I mean, I think that they, I think that both they and Vanderbilt are going to go. <laughs> so you know, I could have given either or, but if I were giving a list of which one was most likely of the two, it's got to be Ed White because I think Ed White's playing Grant tomorrow, um, a team that they may run rule. To, I mean, excuse me, Bolt, Bolton. They're playing Bolton. I keep saying Grant. They're playing Bolton tomorrow, a team that I think they might run rule twice. So, like, they're, they would be an extreme upset if they didn't move on to the next round. Um, Vanderbilt's got a little bit of a different situation. They're going to be taking on the Willow School, who can maybe sort of challenge them. Then you got to play Turlings Catholic, who's actually a really prominent baseball school, and they're really good. So, Vanderbilt's got a much more difficult road. <clears throat> but I think that they'll both end up getting there. Uh, but the most likely of the two, in my opinion, is E.D. White because – I don't think they're going to be challenged this weekend by a Bolton team that, if you look at their resume, like they just don't have very many good wins. Then in the next round, it'll be either St. Mike or De La Salle. That's a little bit more of a challenge, but not quite to that highest level. I think that it's going to be E.D. White. Um, who is the best player in the NBA? A listener wants to know. This is a really good question. I, it's not Giannis. Giannis is too one-dimensional. It's not Jokic. Uh, Jokic... Uh, in the playoffs, like the, the defense becomes an issue. Um, Embiid, if there were no injury concerns, I, you know what? I like guys that just like flat out could score it, right? And because in the NBA today, I think you need that in the postseason. I'm going to go way out in left field here, right? And this is a guy that most people wouldn't say. Right now, the best player in the NBA might be Devin Booker. Um, he averages 28 points a game. He's not an inefficient scorer. He shoots almost 50% from the field. Dude's just a flat bucket. He gets. Uh, he's only 26 years old. In the playoffs, he's averaging almost 40 a game. Like It might be Devin Booker right now. Um, he's durable. He plays a lot. I, I, it, might, it might be Devin Booker, who, in my opinion, might be the best player in the NBA, or maybe even his teammate Kevin Durant, who's pretty damn good, too. Um. Casey, are the Pittsburgh Pirates for real? They're off to a strong start. Well, actually, it's funny you mentioned that and asked that question. As we're speaking, I have on my iPad a game. It's the Dodgers and the Pirates in the top of the seven or the top of the sixth inning that the Pirates lead three to two. Um, I think they are for real. I've watched them play several times. I've bet both for them and against them. When I bet against them, I usually get burned. They play fast. They've got a lot of speed. They've got a lot of athleticism. They have really good pitching. They got a youthful team that's bought in. I think the Pirates are for real, and I think that the Pirates have a really good chance to hold on in the Central to at least be a contender or a threat. Um, they've got a good mix of veterans, and they've got a good mix of really young, hungry players. <clears throat> Andrew McCutcheon was a great get for that team, good locker room guy to you know go with Cabrian Hayes and you know those other guys. Carlos Santana at first base is doing a good job there being that veteran. Yeah, I, I like Pittsburgh. I really do. I think that they're going to be around throughout the course of the year. Casey, you didn't mention it on the show. What was your take on the Aaron Rodgers trade? Um, I think Green Bay didn't get get back enough. Um, they did a pick swap this year and got what's maybe a first-round pick next year. Maybe not. They didn't get back enough. Um, and this is what happens whenever you have a trade market that only involves one team is the price just kind of drops. And, and I really think that Green Bay should have drawn the line in the sand and told Aaron Rodgers, hey, dude, you're either playing for us or you're not playing. And 
<clears throat> they didn't do that. Uh, I would have forced them to retire just to set that precedent of you can't you can't bully us because I feel like they kind of got bullied in this situation. I don't think they got enough in the trade. I would have told Aaron, you're either playing for us or you're not playing at all. And if the answer was, hey, you're not playing at all, then hey, so be it. At least I sent the message that you know I'm not going to have somebody sign a contract to me who have I'm going to have their rights for the next several years, and then one year into that they decide, oh, I don't want to play. No. It's not how that works. You're going to go and you're going to host Jeopardy if, you, if you're not playing for us. Uh, I think that's how Green Bay should have handled that. Last question, then we'll wrap up. Um, Casey, give me a draft sleeper and give me a draft bust. A draft sleeper to me is old big boy from Notre Dame. Let me make sure I tell you his name right. Um, Michael Meyer. <clears throat> big tight end from Notre Dame. And no, I'm not just saying this because the latest ESPN mock draft has him going to Dallas. That's not the reason why I'm saying that because I don't think that he's going to actually end up going to Dallas. I think Dallas is going to maybe target a different position. But Michael Meyer at Notre Dame was very good. Uh, 180 receptions, 2,100 yards, 18 touchdowns in three seasons at South Bend. He's a good blocker, really good hands, really good soft hands. I think he's going to be a player for a long time in the NFL. Um, and in terms of a bust, for me, it's it's really easy. Will Levis is going to be a bust. Will Levis wasn't a good college football quarterback. This idea that he's going to now go ahead and, and punch this ticket and be this elite NFL quarterback, give me a break. Um, he played with a Kentucky team that had talent, had a good defense, had everything that you would want. And when they would lose, it was because they couldn't score. Because Will Levis can't complete a pass from here to the wall, and the wall's three yards away from me. Um, I didn't like what I saw, and he's the prototype bust quarterback. He's the guy who looks good on paper. The the six foot four, two hundred thirty pound white guy uh, that looks good coming off of the bus, but when you put on the tape, eh, he's not very good. But because he looks good coming off of the bus, and because he's got big hands and a strong arm, and does all these other things, teams convince themselves that he's going to be a good player like they did for Mitchell Trubisky, like they did for dozens of other quarterbacks, Blaine Gabbard and Bortles and all these other guys in the past. Will Levis is going to be another one in that crowd. I don't think he's going to be good. I don't think he's going to be good at all. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, and if so, I'll wear it. But I saw him play Kentucky, and I was never impressed. Let's wrap up with some betting picks here, and then we'll get out of here on this Thursday show. In the MLB, there's already several games that are ongoing, so the schedule that we're picking from is a little bit watered down. Um, but I like tonight. Um, <clears throat> under 8.5 for the Cardinals and the Giants. I like their Angels minus 1.5 um, run line. <sighs> Let's see what else we got. I like the... Mets and the Angels parlayed together into one. <clears throat> I like um, Garrett Cole to go over his strikeout total today against the Rangers. The Rangers strike out a lot. And in the NBA tonight, I'm, I like uh, under 231 for the Celtics and the Hawks. Let's put a pin in it today. We have three good calling guests today. I want to thank Coach DePlanis over at Vanderbilt for his time. I want to thank Joe Tuton for his time and then also Kyle Sang for his time. Three good calling guests today. Let's wrap up today's show. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great rest of the day. God bless. I'm Matt Gregory, the newest Gen Gator of Industrial Power Systems, the platinum color dealer of South Louisiana. We would like to wish the Thibodeau Tigers good luck in the playoffs. For all of your generator needs, give me a call at 985-632-1692.